Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. God's Word includes warnings. See, as I'm being directed by God, God can and wants to direct me step by step. There'll be time when I'm going to get ready to take this step, and God goes, no, you can't go there. Paul wanted to go to Macedonia. God said, no, it's closed door. So in my life, as I'm being directed by God step by step, he'll speak to me, and I'll have green lights, and I'll have caution lights, and I'll definitely have red lights. In the Proverbs, we read, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. No matter how we look at this verse, it becomes very clear that the scriptures include several warnings when it comes to life choices. In today's message, Pastor Mark reflects on the importance of listening to God's warnings in our life. Whether it's a career decision or a call to ministry, it's easy for us to move in leaps rather than steps. As Pastor Mark continues our message on following God step by step, we'll learn the importance of patience, wisdom, and discernment. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verse 6, with his continuing study entitled, Following God Step by Step. Bible knowledge without application is useless. Many, many times during the last years that I've been ministering and then way even before that, more than 30 some years, I'll meet people and I'll say to them, and, and they'll engage me in a question about the Bible or something or whatever. And I'll say to them, boy, you really know the Bible. Oh, yeah, I know the Bible front and back where they can quote Bible and Hebrew and Greek. And they know passages. When I say, where do you go to church? Oh, I don't go to church. What do you mean don't go to church? Well, I don't need to go to church. Well, number one, they don't know the Bible. I mean, how stupid. So here's what you discover. Many people have facts. They know it. They know, they know all the truth. But they've never put it into practice. Is that you this morning? Well, I was raised in a Christian school right here, Catholic Catholic school. I mean, I'm through there, and some of you were Catholic catechism, some of you and whatever, and all kinds. Doesn't matter what school, Episcopal school. Down there. You, you got all. The, I went through 12 years of Pastor Mark's. Enough of that stuff. Enough of that stuff. That's that's life. Understand? Here we are as religious Jews. We're right here. The greatest thing I've been waiting for for 2,000 years is the Messiah. He's born. On 192 in US 1. And I've never left the church. I come every week. We do our religious deal. It's called dead religion. No application. Nothing. How sad. 
You see, the tr- listen, the truth didn't affect their everyday life. Now, contrast. We have the Magi, the wise men, thousands of miles away. Look at the stars. They're Gentiles. They don't even really know this. But they travel thousands of miles to find this Jesus so they can worship him. What's the difference? Jeremiah tells us what the difference is. You seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You see, if you're here this morning and all all you're seeking is here, you'll never find God. Now, you'll know the truth, but you'll never walk in experience of it. No application in your life. So the second key you want to write this morning is anyone trusting God will find him. Anyone trusting God will find him. Look at verse 7. Then Herod, well, he called the Magi secretly, and he found out from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem. Now, just for your, you might want to write it in, the, in your Bible, in the, in the notes section. Herod is a type of Satan. Satan is a great liar. Notice what we have here. He sent him to Bethlehem and said, go and make a careful search for the child. To the Magi, go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, come back to me, so that I may too go and worship him. Well, you know enough from the story that that's a full-on lie. Now, after they had heard the king, after they heard what Herod said, they went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them. Until it stopped over the place where the child was. This is God's GPS system. Now, the star picked up and moved and directed. And when it got to the location, it stopped. This should remind you of something that we've said before in this service. Let's try it again. God can and wants to direct us step by step. Here we go. God can and wants to direct us step by step. Again, you got you to get in your memory. Come on. You're young enough to memorize this little statement here. God can and wants to direct us step by step. Is that true for the Magi? Well, yes. Star comes, star stops. And they come to this place. Notice where the child was. Look at verse 10. Now, if this was Christmas time, you'd get all of this, but I'll just give you a little this morning. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with great joy. When they saw the star. Don't you remember? Don't worry. And when they saw the star... They were overjoyed. Now, there's a little bit of doctrine in this verse. This next verse. A little bit of doctrine. You got to get it. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. But you got to get it. On coming to the... Circle the word. House. Coming to the house. They saw the... Circle the word. Child. With his mother, Mary. So what does that mean? That means that we're about... 
a year to two years after the birth of Jesus. He's not in a manger. He's not a baby. He's in a house and he's a child. Now notice, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped who? Very important. They didn't bow down and worship Joseph. They didn't bow down and worship, by the way, the angels that directed them. For some of you this morning, they didn't bow down and worship the star that directed them. They didn't bow down and worship Mary. What's the point of doctrine? Here's the key. True worshipers only worship God, Jesus, and not people. You can't worship me. We don't worship people. We don't worship angels. We don't worship anyone but God. Now, verse 12 is very important. And having been, verse 12, you can just write supernatural. And having been warned, circle the word, warned, warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another way. Here's what you want to write down. God's word includes warnings. See, as I'm being directed by God, God can and wants to direct me step by step. There'll be time when I'm going to get ready to take this step and God goes, no, you can't go there. Paul wanted to go to Macedonia. God said, no, it's closed door. So in my life, as I'm being directed by God step by step, he'll speak to me and I'll have green lights and I'll have caution lights and I'll definitely have red lights. Here we are. Second Timothy, Paul says this, all scripture, all the Bible is God breathed. And it's very useful. It's useful for teaching. I'm teaching this morning. It's useful for rebuking and correcting. I've already done a little of that this morning. To some of you who have lost your zeal and enthusiasm for God. I don't mean your personality. You don't have to have, to have a type 2A personality like me that likes to, you know, I'm going five things at a time, all the time, whatever. You don't have to have that kind of personality. That's why my God gave me a wife that's way different than me. To slow me down, to balance me, whatever. And I have to pick her up and get her going a little bit. And she goes, slow down, down, down. So I'm not talking about personality. I'm talking about zeal for God in your heart this morning. Already some of you realize, wow, I've kind of lost the enthusiasm for God. I've let it wane a little bit. Stir it up. So God's word is profitable for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. That's what we're doing. That's why we study. That's why we study God's word as we go through it. Be careful when you watch Christian TV. Over a period of time, if you watch Christian TV, if you don't see those four things happening, unbalance. I watch some TV, some of it I like, very positive, but I've noticed recently, I, I watch from time to time, I never hear the word sin. Or repentance ever. It's just always about how good I can be and how I ought to love myself. Be careful. Be careful. In the gospel message, in the teaching, there's got to be a balance of teaching, encouraging, uplifting, correcting, sin, repentance, and grace. If you don't see it all, it's just like eating, you know, Big Macs for dinner and breakfast and supper and that's it. Ugh. 
After a while, it's not healthy. Now, notice what happens. We have warfare. We have warfare already in the life of Jesus. Why? Well, all through the Old Testament, and including here in the New Testament, Satan is trying to stop Jesus from going to the cross. Here's why we have warfare. Matthew 121. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Well, why? If you take all the, the frosted flakes, per se, of Jesus' life and put them together, what was the picture to look like? He will save his people from their, notice the word I'm using this morning, from their sins. Not mistakes. Not a couple things that I did wrong. Sin. Sin's still a good word today. It's a valid word. So Satan is going to try to stop this from happening. He doesn't want people to be saved. He doesn't want people to figure out what their life's all about. So already you see God saying to the wise men, I'm going to protect Jesus and my plan for him. So don't you go back to Herod. You go a different route. Now, verse 13, when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Here's another dream. Here's another supernatural thing. And the angel said, get up, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child, here we go, to kill him. Do you notice that God knows Satan's plans? He's well aware of Satan's plans. And God will fulfill his overall plan. So he has to include times of stop and then times of, you better get going. And that's what he's saying to Joseph. Joseph... Now, I could overrule Herod right here, but I'm not doing that. You need to escape. By the way, in the Bible, sometimes if God says run, don't sit there and argue. Just run. Just run. It's okay. And then the Bible, amazing. Other times the Bible says what? After you've done all to stand, just stand some more. Well, Pastor Mark, how do I know which? John 10 says, my sheep know my voice. See, the longer you're in the word... As you go through the whole book of Matthew, you're going to really get to know Jesus. And it's going to make sense to you. So that when you hear something, and you're going to see this morning, notice here again, God's directing through a dream. Well, does God direct today through dreams? Yes. Yes. Visions, dreams, the book of Acts tells us. Primarily, though, God directs through this. His word. That's what we learn about. We understand the principles. So that when something comes to us, and it just doesn't seem right, we kind of know it isn't right. You know when you're at home and maybe you're either late tonight snack or early morning, you open the fridge and you get this container of something out and you open it. Woo! And you don't even have to check the date on the bottom, do you? Mm-mm. You put it aside. You see, as you watch Christian TV, quote, as you hear some stuff on the radio, you go, Woo! That just doesn't sound right. Why? Because you've had the real You've had the real. What is God doing this morning? He's speaking to us from his word. He's speaking right to your heart. I've had a number of people already today say, I came to this service twice because I need to hear it again. Well, you can do that by tape or DVD if God wants to. But see, God is speaking to us right here to you this morning on this day. It's alive. It's fresh. Now, since God knows how to take care of me, I don't have to worry I don't have to fuss. I just know 
one big truth. God can and wants to direct us step by step. Here we go. Here we go. God can and wants to direct us step by step. Did we just see that in the wise men? Did we just now see it in Joseph? Yes. He says to Joseph, get your shoes on, boy. Well, get your sandals on. We're moving. We're moving. All right. Now, notice as we do that, we have a family getting ready to move. The angel says, Joseph, get your wife Mary and get your child Jesus and leave. Jesus is too young to protect himself. He doesn't know their spiritual warfare. He's less than two. You have to write this down this morning. Parents are to be godly role models. You see, if there's ever a place where there's spiritual warfare, it's in the home. Parents, Satan wants to destroy your children, your students. Satan wants to destroy your marriage. And by the way, in the church, as well as the world, I'm sorry to tell you, he's doing a very good job. That's because we're not aware of it. So parent, you have to be the godly role model. As you watch those kids earlier, worshiping, praising, reading the Bible, you should be the role model for them. The angel comes to Joseph, the husband. Guys, I want to speak to you this morning as a husband, as a father. You know, quite in our, I've been doing premarital counseling for 30 years, but I changed a little something recently. As couples come to me, you know, we always have the normal thing. Are you a Christian? When were you born again? All you've been coming to Calvary Chapel, boom, 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 all those things. You know, one of the questions I ask right now to both of them as they come, it just changed the last few months. I'll, I'll turn to the young man and I'll say this. Are you ready to be the spiritual leader of this home? Now, sometimes I can tell by the response. That means they don't even know what it means to be a spiritual leader. They're not even a Christian. As you, know, as you know, we don't marry people that aren't Christian. So I give them homework. I have to send them back. I'll meet with them a few more weeks later and say, you're ready now to become a Christian. Okay, ready? good, good, good. That's good. Then I'll turn to the young lady and I'll say this. Can he be the spiritual leader of this home? Or are you going to have to carry the load? Well, I think he can, but right now I'm carrying all the load. Danger sign! You say, well, no, not a danger sign. Huge danger sign. If you're getting ready to get married, you better be looking for a spouse that's 100% for God. Anything less? Forget it. Now, yeah, here. This is good. This is good. This is good. We clap. We clap. We clap. But come into my office and we forget it. Nice truth. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Nice truth. Oh, I believe it. But I got this gal. Man, is she a looker. This is great. I don't know anything about her spiritual day. I want to marry her. Now, I'm not trying to be hard, but that's what happens. I want to tell you guys, the hourglass changes. Is that truth? It just kind of moves down. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how good looking they are now, it just moves down. <laughs> you know, we're into this big whitening our teeth deal. Yes, trips everywhere. You know, get all these. later on, those teeth are still bright and shiny, but the problem is they're on this little cup next to the bed. <laughs> so. Am I speaking the truth this morning or not? 
Sure I am. <laughs> so, so what happens? Yeah, we want somebody that's attractive, but we want somebody that loves the Lord. Now, Joseph says to Mary, Mary, get up. We're leaving. We got to go 70 miles by foot in the middle of the night. And Mary says, over my dead body. And I know you're saying this morning, Mary would never say that. No, that never happens in your home, does it? Here's my point. If we're going to be in step with God, we have to be in unity in our home. Guys, do whatever it takes. Don't, don't fuss about the little stuff. Forget it. If I told you this morning you had five months to live, all this stuff you fought about this week would go out the window. It'd be gone. Because that means they got 150 days, 149, 140, 130, 120, 110, 10, 12, 4. It'd be gone. So this morning, get yourself in unity in your home. You say, it can't be done. Yes, it can be. You put God at the head, you'll be in unity. You submit one to another. So Mary and Joseph, they don't argue. They just get up. They're in step with God. And it's not just about them. It's about their son, Jesus. Not just about you, parents. It's about your children. Now, how does Joseph respond? Well, here's how he responds. But Joseph said to the angel, we just moved into this new home and we've only been here in a year and the school district is superb. We're not leaving. No, he doesn't say that. Notice verse 14. So he, circle it, got up. He got up. And he took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt. And where he stayed, circle the word, until the death of Herod. And all of this is another prophecy. A prophecy that's fulfilled. Notice, this is from Hosea. Well, what did Hosea say years before? He said this in verse 15, out of Egypt, I call my son. You see, Satan had a plan. God knew the plan. God was going to direct Joseph step by step. And to do that required him to get up, go, and stay there until he heard from the Lord again. Here's what you want to write. Following God requires immediate and total obedience. It always involves God's timing. God's timing. Now, as we think about that, if you think about baby Jesus or child Jesus, he's like the platinum frequent flyer. He's moving all over his life. I mean, his first big trip was from heaven to here. That got him lots of miles for sure. You know what's interesting? It's for you to draw your own map of where you've been in your life. And how God has directed you. In today's study entitled, Following God Step by Step, Pastor Mark taught us the importance of taking steps rather than leaps. In our message, we learned that it's fairly easy for us to miss out on God's warnings when we tend to jump in headfirst with big decisions. Using the Apostle Paul as an example, Pastor Mark illustrated how our desires might not sync up with God's plan which is why we seek his guidance. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Stay tuned for the next edition of Lessons for Living as Pastor Mark will teach us the importance of obedience to God. In our message, Pastor Mark will demonstrate how crucial it is that we seek guidance in patience and willingness. We learn that the more in tune we are with God's will for our lives, the better chance we have of avoiding unnecessary bumps and bruises. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a herd